Well, you got it? I got it. <laughs> All right, we're live. Barstool units. I don't know. We're, we're getting up there. Episode 70 something, I'm sure. 78. 78. Wow. 78. 78. I'm Coach Doug's with me as always, Frank the Tank Fleming. Frank, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, I think this guy's looking over my shoulder. Did you do that, Frank? No, I didn't. It was in here. I yeah. don't know who drew it, but I'm going to use it. You're going to use it. There you go, Frank. I mean, you're 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 the you're a utility guy. You know, you you use what you got. Yes, indeed. So what's up? How you doing? I'm doing fine. My picks have been kind of lean lately. Although I had a better week last week than I had a couple of weeks ago, where I just like completely crashed and burned. Last week I crashed and burned in college uh, football. I mean, I'm going to pick slump. All my picks seem to be sucking. Can you call it a slump if you're pretty much 50-50? Like, what do you think? If 50-50 to you, if 50-50 is a slump, like, what is a good better? Oh, well... I mean, maybe the mean overall, overall is 50-50. <clears throat> but I had a two- or three-week stretch where I was going like uh, 20%. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you're <clears> – Frank, <throat> let's say this is the football season, right? You're not going to be 50% every week. See, there's this thing in statistics called the law of averages – yeah, are you familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. The law of averages in the long run. It's why casinos don't care if you're up big in their casino because they know that most likely you're going to keep playing. And in the long I run, you are going to lose. The last two Sundays, I lost one leg of a, a pretty nice parlay. Mm -hmm. uh, last... Uh, Last week I uh, had a uh, five. I did the. I put the units on a parlay. The units mm -hmm. bet yeah, on I a do parlay. That, do, that, do that every week. Do a college football parlay and an NFL parlay. And I don't, I don't have one. I missed. Put them all together. I missed a. Uh, I missed a push. By of all people, Robbie Gold, missing a PAT, and the 49ers trying to be nice and not punch the ball in the end zone when they got the ball at the eight. And said being content to kick a field goal and only win by six. Yeah, you know, it, it was at that. It was it, at that moment. I sincerely hoped the Chargers ran up the field and scored a game-winning touchdown with no time on the clock. That would have been above. That would have been <coughs> what we like to call in New Jersey, bavangul. Yeah, I mean, I it, listen. If you're going to lose, like if you're going <coughs> to lose, you might as well lose the bet. I understand. I had a um, what was it? I I went four and one in college. The only one I missed was the Iowa Wisconsin over, and I missed it by two points. Now I didn't watch the game. Yeah, that bet too. I didn't. I didn't watch the game. I don't know. It might have been a missed field goal. Might have just you know it's, it's Iowa. Their Iowa's not really scoring a lot of points. But by the way, have you think, seen uh, this week's Iowa over under? I think so. What is it? It's probably high 30s? No. No? No. I don't think I took it. I have I have a little 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 uh little foreshadowing. I took Iowa plus two and a half, but I don't I didn't see their uh I didn't look at their total. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> if this doesn't go over. <laughs> declared a winner. What? Uh, what? So it's it's Iowa versus, uh, versus who? Not Wisconsin. They played Wisconsin. Minnesota. Minnesota. Iowa. Minnesota. I think they're playing for. They play, they play, I think it's a trophy. They play for the Floyd or Rosedale. Hmm. So what's the uh, what's the uh, over under? Thirty two and a half. Thirty two and a half. Is that is that the lowest? 
recorded in a long time. I know they were making a big deal about when was it Iowa Rutgers? They were making a big deal because the the over under was like thirty four, and they were making a big deal about how low that was. So this is this is how much? Thirty two and a half. Thirty two and a half. I mean that's that's pretty low. That is extremely low. So does that mean? Are you going to take the over? Perhaps. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, but, yes, I mean, other than your picks, though, which, again, just full disclosure, you're like 50-50, so I don't even think that's doing too badly. Your teams are doing pretty well, Frank. Your teams are doing pretty, pretty, pretty good. Well, the two teams I care about are doing well. Yeah. Well, obviously, when I say your teams, I'm not talking about teams that you don't like or that you don't care about. When I'm saying when I say your teams, I'm referring to teams that you cheer for and that you root for. I mean, the Devils' ten-game winning streak. <clears throat> outstanding! They're playing outstanding hockey right now. Can I get a little credit for that? <laughs> I I quit them. I said I watched. My hands of them. I said I'm not part of it, but I'm sticking to it, Frank. In the back of my head, I've thought about it. You know, I still I still have a Devil scarf. I have a New Jersey Devils, you know, T-shirt. Maybe I'll start cheering for the Devils again. You know, if they're good, you know, maybe I don't care what the you know arena is like and that the people are rude and that the food is garbage. You know, if they're winning on the ice, all of that really becomes un un or no. All of that becomes irrelevant if they're winning on the ice. I tell you one thing they've done. They've added tater tots. And the tater tots are pretty good. I mean, I'm frankly honest with you. If, if that is what a team needs to do to win you over, then I – how should I put this? I don't, I don't know how to put this, but I want to be caught. If getting tater tots on the menu turns you over, like turns you from being upset about a team to, you know, not, not too upset about a team. Good for the teams that you cheer for. If that's all they have to do. I I mean, the the food still is, is subpar. I I mean, I I gotta say this. They got tater tots. Well, they, they've made they made slight improvements. I mean, I mean, it's not like uh, the Mets. I mean, I mean, Frank, they they made it to the playoffs. Are we talking about the Mets? I'm talking about the uh, the food quality. Uh, okay, now we're talking. Okay, see, so hold on. So you're saying <clears throat> you're saying Mets food quality is good? Yes. Yes, gotcha. So you're saying the Devils are not like the Mets in that the sense that. Mets have better food. Yes. It's a freezing cold take. Oh, well, come on. There's nothing. There's nothing. I, there's no better food item at a ballpark than the Pat Lafrida steak at City Field. Yeah. When I say it's a freezing cold take, I mean everyone would agree with you. It's not a hot take at all. Well, freezing cold take is something that's wrong. What's a hot take? A take that no one would agree with. That's okay. So, your neck so, so if a hot take, all right. Well, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, if a hot take is something that's you know controversial and like it's like not a very popular opinion, then a cold take should be an agreed upon statement. Like everyone would agree with this. But there's a guy that runs a Twitter handle, freezing cold take, and it's people who are wrong. All right. Well, I'm maybe uh, maybe I'm calling him out. Maybe I maybe I think maybe this is a hot take. Maybe that maybe I have a hot take in the sense that I think if a hot take is controversial, a cold take should not be controversial. Hmm. Maybe it's maybe, uh, maybe that's maybe a hot it's take. common cause. Maybe it's just too common, boring. I don't know. I don't know. Hot take that. Anyway, I think. I think- I think you've I think you've you've set some takes on fire. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I'm. I'm. I'm as confused as everyone else is right now. But anyway, <clears throat> so the Mets' food is not great, or the Mets' food is great. Devils' food's garbage. However, they're winning. They're on a ten-game winning streak. Yes. Ever since, ever tell since you. I announced my fanship, they tell you they have the ever since I've announced jumping. The yeah. joint is jumping at the Prudential Center. Sold out crowds. They sold out. Uh, they had like a, I'd say they had about fifteen thousand on uh, Thursday night against the Senators, and then they sold out uh, Saturday against the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, what? I mean, was there something going on? Why would they sell out versus Arizona? Well, it was Veterans Day. It was Veterans Day, so they were giving out hats to the first 9,000 fans. Well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> to the first 9,000 fans? Yeah. How many How many people fit in the arena? Uh, just under 17,000. Okay. All right. So it's pretty much first half people to come in. <clears throat> yep. And the joint was jumping. The joint was jumping. Frank the Tank. The I got my jumping. name on the scoreboard for my birthday. You did, and you didn't have to pay for that either. Nope, season ticket holder. Other other people pay for that. You didn't pay for that. Nope, season ticket holder. That's a season ticket holder perk. One and of the I many. Also, and I also got the uh, uh, nice autograph uh, puck from Dawson Mercer and a uh, picture of the banner, the number 30 banner signed by Martin Brodeur. Well, that's pretty cool. Mascot and that was a, that was a, that was like a, that was a birthday gift from NJ Devil. Yep, mascot came to visit me. Uh, so uh, so things are things are uh, things have been good this year for the Devils. Now I disagree with the fans who were chanting "Sorry, Lindy." I'm not I'm not there yet. Okay, okay. So the team is on what a ten game win streak. What's yes. their record right now? Uh, Thirteen three and zero. They're 13 and three. Yes. But you're not there yet. I give a lot of the credit to Andrew Burnett. Who is not the head coach. No, he's an assistant coach. All right, Frank. I mean, it's just, you know. So what, what is. He was uh, so, nominated for coach of the year last year. <clears throat> so if you're giving. If you're giving the all the credit to the assistant coach literally there is nothing that lindy ruff can do to change your mind you're when you say you're not there yet that would imply that like okay well there's some things that lindy can do but if you're only giving credit to the assistant coach then if they keep winning that's just more credit to the assistant coach at no point this i'm just glad andrew burnett is part of the coaching staff <clears throat> no, cre- no credit to Lindy Ruff. None whatsoever. None at all. Zilch. Zero. Nada. Zip. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know what he's... St- I- I'll tell you who I give a lot of credit to. Tom Fitzgerald. He signed Vitek Vanacek from the uh, Washington Capitals, and he's been terrific in gold. He missed one game with an injury. Akira Schmid actually got a win. First, uh, first two career wins of his, one in relief, one in a game. Kirish Mead, who last year looked like he couldn't stop a beach ball, has played better. But I'm going to give it to Tom. I'm going to give a lot of the credit to the turnaround to Tom Fitzgerald. And uh, there was a player on the team last year named Ty Smith. He was a young player, a rookie kind of, who just could not develop and was – Last year was the worst defensive player in the NHL. I mean, highway, you could put a, a cone on the ice and it would have been played better defense than Ty Smith. He gave the puck over. His plus minus was awful. He did not play a winner defense. Couldn't take a body. Couldn't do anything. And they traded him to the Penguins for John Marino, who has been, I mean, John Marino. He has been one of the best defensemen in the NHL this year, killing penalties. Uh, he's got a couple of goals. He's uh, taking a body. He's, he's, he's getting rebounds. And uh, another guy, Pavel Zaka, exciting player, just 
gave the puck away too many times. And they traded him to the Bruins for Eric Howla. Eric Howla has no goals yet, but you know what? Eric Howla's played well as a defensive forward. He's done well on the penalty kill. He does things that even though he's not gliding up the score sheet, he's doing the little things that help a team win a game. And Marino and Howla have been, and Vanishek have been important additions to the team. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, who last year missed a good three months with a broken jaw, he's playing well. You got Pavel Zaka. He's, he's playing amazing right now. Uh, Jack Hughes, who really wasn't off to a, a fast start, now he's starting to rack up the points. <clears throat> and it's just all snowballing and clicking right now. They're a fast team. They're a young team. They're an exciting team. Which is probably the best. It's not a, it doesn't appear to be a, a one-off situation where, you know, hey, we got some good players, you know, all together in the right season. If they're playing this well together and a lot of them are young, there's a little bit of hope that it could, it'll continue for multiple seasons. I mean, really like 80% of the Devils roster is under 25. Yeah. Including uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, who is still, who's injured three to six weeks. And, and the big thing is the guy that was supposed to be the big offseason addition, he's out. He's, gonna, he's not going to play until probably Christmas. And I'm talking about Andre Palat. Who, who's an experienced winner from uh, the Lightning. I mean, they're good. He, and uh, when he played, he was playing well. But uh, he had to have uh, surgery on the groin. So they're, hopeful, they're hoping he could come back around Christmas, maybe the New Year. And they just couldn't be playing any better. And they're playing the exciting brand, just like fast-paced hockey. And How are the power that's plays? really helped turn it around. How are the and power especially, plays? What? How are the power plays? It, 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 it's a, uh, even from the first three games, of the five, four games of the season, it's a tremendous improvement. Because they, you know, they gave up a lot of goals on power plays last year. Penalty kill could be a little bit better, but you know what? It's... It's not one of the worst, but it's not one of the best. Uh, John Marino is, as I said, he's – John Marino and Eric Howler have been very helpful in killing penalties. And their power play is a little bit better. They had a couple of games, like a stretch where they had four straight games of power play goal. I mean, I don't think they had four power play goals in any one month last year. So the Devils are up. No thanks to Lindy Ruff. He can still suck it. Uh, but the Devils are up. Ten game win streak. They're thirteen and three. You said thirteen and three. Thirteen to three. That's a good record. It's a good record. Uh, how are the? How are, you know we we don't talk about the Nets. This isn't a Nets podcast. Um, is Kyrie still suspended? As of recording, yes. But there's talk that he could probably be activated for Sunday's game. Now, have they have they said why? Is there a is there a time limit or a number of games he can be suspended without there being any further issue? I mean, he hasn't whatever they've suspended him for, he hasn't corrected or tried to correct. He's done checked a few of the boxes. Uh, the Nets are just such a dumpster fire right now. Joe Sy, he's now taking heat, saying that. Uh, Said uh, it, 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 now, now you now you you got two camps, and, and that's what's happened. Now you've had two camps. You have the oh, Kyrie is an asshole. He's an anti-Semite. Punish him. And then you got the, the other camp saying, "Okay, what Joe Sy is doing is 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 making uh, him apologize for being himself." So now you got people sticking up for Kyrie. You got the pro Kyrie crowd, and not people who necessarily agree with his, uh, let's say, out there takes, but are saying that the hoops that he's having to jump through are ridiculous, and that there should be a set time to his suspension. Meanwhile, yeah, no, they're not trying to hire Udoka away from the Celtics, but then they basically went up to Josiah and said, "Look, this guy did some things that are questionable." I mean, you just suspended Kyrie, 
and you're going to hire a suspended coach, it doesn't yeah. look good. The optics aren't bad. So they're stuck with Jacques Vaughn. And initially, they were playing well with Jacques Vaughn, but the last few days have been disastrous. They allowed 153 points Tuesday night to the Kings. That should, I mean, to the Kings makes it so much worse. But still, 153 points, like, in, in a non-All-Star game? Like, what a, how is that even possible? Is what that zero, is, zero defense? That the, that the Kings all got off to a fast start. They built a 14-point lead in the second period, the second quarter. And the Devils went on – the Devils. The Nets went on a nice run, tied the game, or like in the second quarter. And then uh, to end the first half, the uh, Kings went on a uh, 31 to four run over the last four minutes. I mean, is that, just, is that is were the Kings on fire or were the Nets just not playing any defense? Uh, or both. Yeah, that's just that. That's crazy. Ben Simmons had no shots, no rebounds, and 11 turnovers. Is that a Frank fact? Or something like that. <laughs> Possibly, that ben, ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is is a broken man. They throw the ball to him. He wants to get rid of the ball, so he doesn't know you know where he's even throwing it. Yeah. He's afraid to even have the ball in his hand at this point. Uh, players it's, are talking it's... behind his back, saying that this guy's not that doesn't want to play. Doesn't have any heart. Kevin Durant is uh, is wistfully looking at Stephen Curry like this as he sleeps at night, wishing he was still a Golden State Warrior. I mean, it, it is a it is a dumpster fire. The Brooklyn Nets are an absolute dumpster fire. Their their owner now their owner now is getting dragged into this because of his connections to the uh, to let's say the uh, the Chinese communist. Who he does a lot of work, uh, business work with, with uh, with his running of Alibaba. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a it is an, it is a shameful organization. Ten years ago, they moved from New Jersey to New to New York to Brooklyn. Yeah, and they hoped to wrestle away Brooklyn away from the Knicks. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't ever gonna happen. So it was, it was a stupid move to begin with. It was a stupid not, move. Not just in hindsight. They should have known they know they knew beforehand it was it wasn't gonna happen. And everything they have done over the last 10 years has blown up in their face in epic proportions. They are right now they, they, they are on most nights, getting less than 50% at the Barclays Center. They're on the West Coast trip right now, but nobody's going to the games. Nobody's going to the games. They're high-ticket prices, too. Nobody's well, going to the games. How is How does that – I'm not familiar with Brooklyn as far as their sports teams and um, attendance rates. I, I see New York as the same way I would see Los Angeles, where – if the team is not doing well, the fans aren't going to show up. If the team is playing well, they'll show up. Well, there's one team. It doesn't matter how bad they are, how good they are. They're going to sell out every game, every year. The New York Knicks. Yes. Yeah. And the Knicks are a garbage team. Yeah, but it's mediocre. The when, when, when they're good, they're mediocre. When they're bad, they're bottom of the barrel. They haven't yeah. gotten a star into the Knicks uniform. I mean, Carmelo Anthony was sort of a star. Yeah. But they haven't gotten a – they haven't had one of the top five players in the NBA since Patrick Ewing retired. And the gap between Knicks fans and Nets fans has never been larger. Yeah. So uh, do, you, do you see the Brooklyn Nets moving back to Jersey in 10 years? I or doubt they have it. The Bar- they have the Barclays Center. Brooklyn is 
an internationally recognizable uh, jersey. And so they're just going to stay in Brooklyn forever, no matter how garbage they are. Yeah, but the problem is it's just they're now really just a garbage team, a garbage dump, a garbage scow. That really, the best thing that can happen in the Nets is new to owner. disband it and to restart with new ownership, a new approach, new ideals, new everything. Yeah. Starting from scratch. Because this whole organization and the fact that Sean Mark still has his job after this is bewildering. They have done everything possible to fuck this up. They had three NBA stars and they only played 17 games together because it was just so entirely fucked up and dysfunctional. Because Kevin Durant is the only one that goes out there and gives his all every game. If he's not, if he's not hurt, he's going to give it his all. Kyrie Irving just cares about Kyrie Irving. James Harden, I don't think he's the star anymore, but James Harden just wants to be like carried. And he didn't want to do the work. And then you just had to your add to this, to all this, you put in a inexperienced coach who was way over his head. And you expected it to work. Doesn't make sense. No. And it's it's why it's it's why I watch Nets games and it's almost like I feel nothing. Yeah. I don't feel anger. I don't feel joy. The Jaguars feel nothing. The Jag I I I had the Jaguars what probably about fifteen years. There was there was a wild card season here or there, but I mean Pretty much for 15 years, we were looking at, you know, three, four wins a season. You just can't you, – you, you can't – after so many seasons of only winning a handful or less of games, a handful or fewer games, it's, you know, you just I – don't, I don't even know if – I don't know what the right word is. You just become numb to it all. So I'm sure – you know, so I understand yeah, But, it, but it, 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 it's worse than the losing. It's just – it's just the drama. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that you just have I mean, you the drama players that just need need that, that that basically just can't help themselves. Yeah, and I mean when there when there's only five main starters or fewer, you know it's a big difference than having uh, you know fifty three guys on on an NFL. And ben Simmons is 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 broken. I don't know if he'll ever be fixed. He was number one pick at one time. He was like, this guy looked like he was going to be all world defensive player. His his offense never, never was really that good. But he got blamed for so much and booed so much in Philadelphia. He is broken. Yeah. Philadelphia broke him. The and Philadelphia are responsible for what Simmons is today. And the Nets just can't put them together. I don't think anybody can. Philadelphia broken. You know what would put them together? Going someplace where no matter what he does, he'll get cheered. Where would that be? Sacramento? Yeah, Sacramento. Maybe Utah. Toronto? Toronto, maybe? They're not, yeah, they're not, they don't. They don't really, even even with player, they don't. You know, those nice Canadians. Orlando. Yeah, I think Orlando would just be indifferent. But we're not a Nets podcast. We don't, we don't talk about the Nets. Nobody here likes the Nets. We don't talk about them. The Dolphins looking pretty good. Dolphins looking good. Bye week. Uh, be nice to see some of their. Uh, uh, players get hurt. They lost Agba for the season on the defensive line, but that doesn't help. But hopefully, they can get uh, so, some. Uh, uh, the, 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 a week off will help uh, Xavier Howard. His groin has been tender most of the season. Uh, Byron uh, Jones. Hopefully, 
Hopefully, at some point, he'll be activated. I mean, he's been on the pup all year. I mean, yeah, they've had a lot of injuries to the secondary. And uh, they have a game next week against the Texans after Thanksgiving. And then their schedule gets very tough in, in December. They have three straight road games in December. They have to go San Francisco, L.A. Chargers, and then Buffalo. Are you doing anything? No, just uh, talking to Frank here. Did you want to record something? No, I'm just showing. I'm just giving a tour. Okay. Yeah. Um, How's it going? They're uh, Brian Walker's doing a little tour to a probably a wrestler. But seven and three in first place. Got into first place on my birthday. That was very nice to see. Yeah. And. uh they're off this week. They have the bye week. Interesting enough, all three Florida teams are off this week. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's weird. Why? I mean, wouldn't you stagger them? Have the Dolphins off one week? Have the Jaguars off one week? Have the Buccaneers off one week? Why? Why would you need to stagger them? If you're a Florida football fan. I know you wouldn't necessarily be a fan of all three. But if you want to go to a football game in Florida. What are we talking about here? If you're a Florida football fan, not the University of Florida, just a general fan of football teams in the state of Florida. That's your yeah, your, concern. your concern is that they should stagger the bye weeks of the Dolphins, Buccaneers, and Jaguars. I've never seen the Jets and Giants off the same week. So that if you're a Florida fan, a Florida football fan – you can still, you know, you have something to watch. Yeah, I mean, you might, you may not even have right. a team. You might just live that, in Florida. That is a hot take. That is a hot take. The idea that there is an individual in Florida right now. <laughs> think it, the idea that there is someone in Florida right now thinking, Oh no, what am I going to watch this Sunday? None of my three professional Florida teams are playing. I mean, what, what, what are we talking about here, Frank? Ron DeSantis, he might he might want to go see a football game this week. I I I don't even I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to proceed with that. So we'll Are you sick? You sound sick. Yesterday in the, on the train and the Uber, you sounded very sick. Are you sick, Frank? I got a, I got a little bit of a cold. A little bit of a cold. Yes. It's like saying that's like that's like saying I'm a little pregnant. Like either you have a cold, a cold or you don't. Okay, so I you're sick. It's annoying. You're sick. I feel better than I did yesterday. Yeah, yesterday did not sound good. And you were getting looks too on the on the on the uh, on the train. Oh, that was Thursday. That was Tuesday. <laughs> yes, that was Tuesday. Well, that I was you. Were... Well, I did take a test, so you what? I was negative. I did take a COVID test. I was negative. Oh, you did. Yes. I didn't know you believed in that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, one can't one can't be too. Uh, you you've got to be uh, you got you got to be careful. You got to make sure. All right. I just I didn't I didn't think you were the kind of person that did that kind of thing. Next thing you know, you'll be outside Barclays Center singing, <laughs> singing mass. Well, said, I didn't go. I, I didn't go to the doctor to get a COVID test. They have they, they now have the uh, the uh, COVID test at home. World. Mask the children. They have what the was COVID test. You, can, you have the over-the-counter COVID test that you can buy it, take it home. Like the pregnancy test. You stick your yeah. thing up your nose and you put it in there and 15 minutes later it'll tell I don't you think you're pregnant. pregnant. I don't think that's how a pregnancy test works, Frank. What? I don't, I don't think that's how a pregnancy test works. But COVID tests work that way. Yeah. What was that song they were singing? 
Were they in, like outside Town Hall or outside the Barclays Center last year? Just yeah, yeah. Just because you're tired doesn't mean it's over. Mask for life. Mask your wife. Mask your children. <laughs> mask your parents. Mask everyone. Mask for a knife. We don't care if you don't like it or not. Mask forever. Mask forever. Yeah, those are crazy people, Frank. I didn't think you were. Yes, you I didn't are. think you were in that group. I didn't think you were in that group. Well, I just wanted to make sure before I came back to work today. And I, and everyone here appreciates that. So your teams are doing well. You don't have COVID. Frank, things are looking up. Yeah, but the net, the Mets are uh, Billy and Nepro is just completely asleep. I heard that he's. No, no, no. They made the playoffs. The season is over. This is the off season. We don't, this is not a Mets off season podcast. So you're turning off the stove. Frank, I never turned the stove on. Somebody else turned somebody, somebody else turned the stove on. And then they left the house. They turned on the stove, left the house. It's been running ever since. There's a big gas leak. And I'm the fire department. I'm, I'm coming in, cut it off. So your picks. Next week's Thanksgiving. I'm going to be next turkey this year. Good luck with that. The um, you doing anything special for Thanksgiving? I uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I haven't decided whether I'm gonna I'm gonna go home yet. I just picture you stuffing a turkey full of bouillon cubes. That's all I, I imagine. I don't put bullion cubes in my stuffing. No, that's not, no, but I picture you doing it. I picture, I picture you putting the turkey with the hole up, and then you just, you just like, like salt, like salt bang bullion cubes into the turkey. That that's you how know I what I do it. is what I do is I, I I I take a chunk of butter, put it in my hand around the uh, stuffing, and for each clump of stuffing I put in the bird, I put a uh, a clump of butter. And it's the greatest stuffing in the world. Are you telling me you take a handful of butter and stuffing and ram your fist into a turkey? Yeah, this is how my mother cooks it. Frank, I this podcast isn't sponsored, but if it was, it would need to be sponsored by BetterHelp. You got to talk to somebody about this. And I personally, this is me getting a little personal here. I have enough problems of my own. I can't help you. I can barely help myself, Frank. I cannot help you with this. You got to tell my mother cooked a turkey. You got to talk to a professional about this stuff. I might even decide to live. I might try to live stream it while I cook it. That would actually be very entertaining. I would, I won't eat it, but I will help you recording or whatever. Because the people have to see this. It's it's a train wreck, but like well, nobody if you're here, I'll, uh, if so, you're here, I'll well, have nobody you Yeah. So uh your picks again, you're you're like 50-50. We're both 50-50, because that's what it's always gonna be, unless you go on some crazy run one way or another. <clears throat> I believe I'm in the lead now. Yeah, you're uh, believe- in the lead by a half. By a half game. You have one yeah. more loss, and I have a tie. Yeah. Yeah. So the tides may be turning. We could we could be going into a, a Doug's winning spree here. We'll see. But, you know, it's, it's literally neck and neck. Yes, it is. And that's surviving that 0-5 uh, pick I had a couple of weeks ago. Well, that see, and again, that, friend, that's the thing. You have 0 and 5 one week, and then you go 4 and 1 multiple other weeks. It all works out. Yes. You ready? All right. You ready for my college picks? I'll, I'll let you go first again every week. Uh, yeah. Let's start with the college picks. Who you got? Notre Dame is pissing me off. Uh oh. Now they it are? It seems like whatever I do, Notre Dame does the opposite. If I pick them to not cover, they cover. If I pick them to lose, they win. If I pick them to cover, they lose or they don't cover. 
Like last week, they paid tribute to uh, the men and women of the Navy by basically not scoring in the second half. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Navy only lost by three points. What are you going to do? <clears throat> You're going to stick through Hopefully it? they don't have the same feelings for Boston College. It's senior day, last game in South Bend this year. Boston College stinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notre Dame's a 21-point favorite. Number makes me nervous, but I just think Boston College is so bad that Notre Dame is still going to find a way to win by 24. All right. I like that. Boston College stinks. <laughs> Isn't that what you said about all the other teams? <laughs> so you still have faith in Notre Dame. I like it. Speaking of teams that stink, Rutgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am glad they're not called New Jersey State or New Jersey University. I'm glad you just go by Rutgers because they are an embarrassment to the state. And they think that they have a rivalry with Penn State. They think that they have a rivalry with Penn State. They want to have a rivalry with Penn State. Penn State looks at them and go, you suck. We're just going to kick your ass. I'm going to take Penn State minus 19 to just, once again, embarrass Rutgers. Rutgers just is, is, is literally the doorman of the Big Ten. And every other team just wipes their cleats with them. Yeah. You don't, you don't think 19 points is a lot? You don't think Penn State? A lot, or... but Rutgers can't score. And Penn yeah. State's just going to light up the scoreboard. All right. All right. That's, I, I like that pick. It's a good pick, Frank. Bedlam might be coming to an end. With Oklahoma set to join the SEC as rivalries die with this just megalopolis conference shit. The Sooners suck this year. The Sooners suck. And uh, let me see. Did I, did I write this right? Hold on a second. I just got to check out one thing real fast. The Sooners suck this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even understand how they uh, – because, because I think I, – I want to make sure I didn't write the score down wrong. Sorry about this. Yes. The Sooners suck, and yet they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Oklahoma State. It's actually seven-point favorite over Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oklahoma State is not only going to cover, they're going to beat Oklahoma. Really? So I'm going to take an Oklahoma State and seven points against a terrible Oklahoma team. All right. I don't know if I'm on I don't know if I'm on your side with that one, but let's let's go with it. I hate picking this next team. I hate them. I really do hate them. And I might have to pick them again next week. Because they're having a good season. They have a <coughs> and they have a chance to sneak into the college football playoff. And I'm talking about USC. They're playing UCLA, who last week be turned into a pumpkin against Arizona. USC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're just going to toy with the Bruins. I see USC winning this game big as they try to uh, climb the rankings. And we teased it earlier. I'm going the over. Minnesota, Iowa, 32 and a half. So you are going over. That is such a ridiculous over-under. I mean, it's just it's just <clears throat> sitting out there. I can't see how these two teams can't accidentally score 33 points. With, with the total being so low, if it comes under – was it 33 and a half, 34? Yeah, 32 and a half. 32 and a half. So if only 32 points are scored, are you upset about that? Is this like a is this a play where you have to take the over 
and no matter what happens, you just have to deal with the consequences? I think it or, is. Or is it a matter of, listen, that, that under is so low, you almost have to appreciate it and take the under. I mean, are you going to be are you going to be happy if it, if the under hits? I'll be, I'll, I'll I'll just I'll just laugh at Iowa. I think that's the only thing you can do. Are you so you're going to be, you would be less upset if the under hits, while betting the over than you would be betting the over and the under hits. Yes. Fair enough. All and right. Besides, which you're playing for the Floyd of Rosedale. The Floyd of Rosedale. Don't you think that they're going to score some points for Floyd? I I don't know. Have you ever seen the Floyd of Rosedale? Frank, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what you're saying. Um, Generally, we don't get this too deep into a, a conversation about something. Usually I just say, yeah or no. Uh, but this is being recorded. And so for posterity's sake, I feel like I have to let you know, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, you do know that some of these college rivalries have trophies that goes back hmm. and forth. Hmm. I, yeah, I didn't know that. That's There's, wait, rivalries well, in college football? Yeah. Huh. Tell me more. They have trophies that go back and forth. Hmm. Well, there's an iron pig, a brass pig that is named Floyd, and they call it the Floyd of Rosedale, which is the trophy that goes to the winner every year of the Minnesota-Iowa game. Gotcha. Are there other rivalries outside of those two teams? Oh, there's plenty. There's the old, uh, there's the uh, the Paul uh, the Paul Bunyan axe. A lot of them in the Big Ten. Uh, you know they actually play for a shillelagh when Notre Dame and uh, USC play. Hmm. Interesting. They're gonna score for Floyd. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead. And we're we're running we're running a little behind here. I appreciate the uh, the the information, but I'll, I'll I'll run through my picks here. We've got FSU. FSU is huge favorites this week. FSU minus twenty four. Actually, can I take FSU this week? Who are they playing? They might be playing an FCS team. Or, or I'm just, or they're just so small. I think they're FCS. Wait, let me. FSU schedule. Louisiana. No, they are FCS. They are. They're, yeah, they're. Yeah, they're good. Well, I don't know if they're good, but yeah. So they're playing the Raging Cajuns. Minus twenty-four. Listen. We put up 44 on Miami, no problem. I don't think the rage. Miami team, drizzle. Yeah. I truthfully, fair, fair enough, hand up. I haven't watched the Raging Cajuns at all this season. Uh, but I'm going FSU minus 24. We got, we got two big favorites here. I'm going Michigan minus 18. I don't, I don't see them stopping. I don't see themselves stopping. I don't see them stopping themselves from scoring. <clears throat> Michigan minus eighteen. You know, counteract- you know they might. You know they might have to play Illinois again in two weeks. I'm not going to address it, Frank. I'm not going to address it. People just keep op- people literally just keep opening the door. Like, but like, but like, they're not closing it though. They just every time they open it, they open it more and more. They're not closing it though. <sighs> We live in a society, and like, just nobody. Anyway, so can you a lot hear them? Of people you... raising barns. Did you know that? Yeah. So we got two big, two major favorites. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go major underdog here. UMass plus thirty three and a half. 
UMass plus 33 and a half. Who's UMass playing? Um, let me see here. Somebody that should probably kick them. Uh, Look it up. I just looked it up. Texas A&M. That's right. Texas A&M. That's right. Going up against Jimbo. And uh, listen, they'll probably win. I don't see UMass winning this game. Texas A&M will win. But 33 and a half points? You know what's great about, you know what's great about Jimbo Fisher? He can do anything right now. He could he could go oh in twelve five years in a row he'll just go pay me eighty six million and you can fire me yeah well that's I mean Frank that's been the case the whole time he could have literally on day one day one he they could have fired him day one and he would have still been making all that money they're so not I'm going to a bowl game this year <clears throat> taking UMass plus thirty three and a half. Next, I'm going Iowa plus two and a half. Iowa plus two and a half. And for my over, I'm taking Georgia, Kentucky over 49. Georgia might have to score a lot of points to make sure that over hits. Uh, but I could see Kentucky, you know, getting some garbage time points. So, you know, I don't know. Georgia might score all the points. I don't know. But over 49, I think that'll hit. No problem. So those are my college picks. Let's go to NFL now. Let's. What are your NFL picks for this week? No, no Miami. You know, it, uh, with no Florida teams playing this week, I had a tough time finding team finding five games. Why? I'm cycling back to an old joke. To throw it's oh, okay. a callback. <clears throat> I don't. I mean, it's. Uh, you know. I'm going dog. I'm picking. I'm picking some dogs this week. All right. I don't know what the Saints are doing. Apparently, Jameis Winston's time in New Orleans is true. Yes, he's got to be somewhat healthy right now, but they're sticking with Andy Dalton, who is Andy Dalton. He just will always suck. Always has sucked. Rams, you know, they have some injury issues. I don't know if Matthew Stafford's going to play, but. Aaron Donald's going to play. And I like the Rams getting three and a half points. That's fair. Uh, my next one is the Commanders. Bravo. You beat the Eagles. No teams are undefeated again. The uh, 72 Dolphins can celebrate, they can cheer, they can rejoice. I don't, think, I don't think it means what? anything anymore, Frank. Larry Zonka tweeted out a picture of him drinking champagne, of himself celebrating with the champagne. I mean, listen, he can celebrate. I'm not, I'm not telling anybody they can't celebrate. But the whole, like, you know, perfect season and, like, you know, what, perfect town, uh, population one all, whatever perfect it is. Perfectville. Perfectville. Again, again, I said whatever it is. So that include that's I was being inclusive to whatever it was. As soon as they added more more games to the season, as soon as they started adding wild cards to the playoffs, it's not the same thing. Like, listen, you can you can have you can have that in your history. You can say we had a perfect <clears throat> season, but to to always celebrate because another team didn't have a perfect season. There's no, there's no correlation there. There's no, there's no connection whatsoever. You had a perfect season. You had a perfect season. You had a perfect season when they were like, when they played eight games in the season and people wore leather helmets and people wore leather helmets and, and coaches wore suits on the sidelines. You had that. I'm not taking that away from you at all. You had that. Congratulations. Just one has done it. But Just that one. does not – that has no impact or no bear – any bearing on whether or not a team in today's NFL has an undefeated season. 
Well, you're, Bravo. It's, it's like saying it's like saying that the uh, who was the last team to go undefeated uh, in college? Was it Clemson? Well, undefeated and won the championship. Let's just say, let's say 2013. Let's say 2013 FSU Seminoles. It would be like saying the 2013 Florida State Seminoles going undefeated and winning the national title <laughs> is the same exact as Rutgers winning one football game in 1742. That's what you're doing when you compare the 1972 uh-huh. Dolphins to any team that plays in the NFL today. Only one team has done it. One. Only one team did it that season. That was one season. You cannot compare that season to how the NFL is played now. Perfectville, population one. It should say Perfectville, 1972, population one. Anyway, and I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I said I'll leave anyway. it I'll, I, I said I'll leave it at that before you said anyway. So I, I finished the conversation. Anyway, I sent a letdown this week for the Commanders. <clears throat> Texans plus three and a half. Okay, fair enough. And uh, the Minnesota Vikings might be the Ronnie Dangerfields of the NFL. They just keep out going out there and winning every week. They're underdogs at home against the Cowboys. I am taking the Vikings plus one and a half. Nice. I thought and down that. Mexico way, I think the 49ers are just going to stomp all over the Cardinals on Monday night. Minus eight, 49ers. Nice. And for my over-under, there's, I had a tough time picking a one, but I just see the Ravens just exploding. And uh, 41 and a half with the Panthers. I see that over, over under being a pretty easy over under yet. Nice. All right. Well, I I had Minnesota, but I scratched them out. Um, I I think that's a good pick. Minnesota plus one and a half versus Dallas. I just couldn't. I think they're going to win. So obviously the. They'll cover on that, but I scratched it out. I don't think we're taking any of the same picks in the NFL this week, so that's that's good. I'll start off here. I'm taking Chicago plus three and a half versus Atlanta. I mean, the way Justin Fields has been playing, I I don't see how I don't see how they're underdogs against Atlanta, but I'm taking Chicago plus three and a half against Atlanta. Eagles. Going up against Indianapolis, they're only favored by six and a half. That's crazy. So the Eagles win by a touchdown, and that covers? Easy, easy. I'll tell you, Eagles minus six and a half versus Indy. This is where I had Minnesota plus one and a half against Dallas. I'm taking Cincinnati minus four against Pittsburgh. Cincinnati minus four. I I think Cincinnati wins that easily. Next up, Kansas City is only favored by five and a half against the Chargers. Kansas City, only five and a half against the Chargers. I think they could easily win that by a touchdown or more. Oh, hey there. How's it going? Good, good. The um you want to be on the show? No? Oh, are you in the middle of the show? No, it's just Frank. It's just no, 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 it's just Frank's time. The yeah, no, uh, Brandon walked in earlier. It's People walk in and out. It's like I there's we the door open. well well you open the door but you didn't close it. Oh, I did. Okay, here I'll close it up. Where was I? Uh, Kansas City minus five and a half. Kansas City, Kansas City minus five and a half against LA. Listen, I mean, I I mean Herbert has not been good this season. He might be playing with an injury. Um, he hasn't looked good at all. Uh, and I, I think Kansas City easily wins that. Uh, by five and a half easily. And then for my over, taking Cleveland, Buffalo over 42 and a half. I mean, Buffalo? You're telling me Buffalo can't score 42 and a half points? And I mean, Cleveland's looked really good, even going uh, up against good. So, I mean, 42 and a half, there's no reason 
There's no reason whatsoever I wouldn't take that. Have you heard the forecast? What are you talking about? The weather forecast in Buffalo. Weather isn't real. Global warming, Frank. It's going to be hot and sunny. <laughs> They're talking actually of moving the game. Well, then I if they do move the game, I feel even more confident about my over oh, 42 and a half. the game, that over on – that over will definitely hit. I'm thinking long term, Frank. Long term. But yeah, they said they're going to get like a uh, they're going to get like the the thunderstow blizzard of the ages out there in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, right. so I, I hope know, and I hope they don't move the game because if they do, then that would prove that Roger Goodell fucking sucks. You know, snow games are fun. Yeah. We yes, everyone loves is- snow games, but no, he wants everything in a bubble. You fucking suck, Roger Goodell. I'm not sure how we got to this point, but I'm not going to argue with you. That's Barstool Units. See you next time. Oh, click like and subscribe.